Welcome to Unboxing Logistics. I'm Lori Boyer, and I'm the host of this podcast from EasyPost. In this podcast, we dive into all of the latest trends and going-ons in the logistics and shipping industry. And today, our guest is the one and only Vina Harbaugh. Clap, 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 clap. Vina, <laughs> introduce yourself to our, our audience. Thank you so much, Lori. It's wonderful to be with you all today. Um, I am the Director of Sustainability at Sendle. Okay, you guys heard that. The Director of Sustainability. So cool. I was just telling Vina she's forgotten more about sustainability than I've ever known. So today I get to be the one asking all the stupid questions, getting to know Sendle. I bet a bunch of you haven't heard of Sendle, so we're going to find out what in the world Sendle even is. We're going to talk about sustainability. This is specifically... Shout out small businesses today. You nice. are our focus. I know Sendel really focuses on small businesses and does incredible things for small businesses. So today, small business is your day. We're going to be talking all to you about your sustainability options. So thank you so much, Vina, for being here. Um, but before we get going, we always like, our community really likes to get to know the people in the industry. I feel like, you know, we're all kind of fighting the same battle out here, but we don't always know each other, our fellow soldiers. So, Vina, today, I am actually just going to ask you questions. We often do this or that, but Vina is smart, funny, and amazing. So, I'm going to give her the leveled up version of get to know you. Let's do it. Okay, Vina, suddenly there's 25 hours in the day. Yeah. What would you do with your extra hour? each day? I would sit and read with my dog, which is such a like quiet answer for someone who's very active. But if I get like 10 minutes of that in the morning, it's just the best. So if I had one more hour of that, of uh, just reading and letting her sit on my lap. Um, yeah, that would be beautiful. You'd love it. Now, does your dog read? Uh, she, <laughs> she doesn't read and she really could, could use a little bit more education, to be honest. Okay, okay. So, I mean, I think that's a perfect use of your time then. She can get a little more exposed to the reading element. Awesome. There's a lot to learn. Okay, what is something you're looking forward most to when you retire? Oh, this is funny because I almost already sort of live a little bit retired. My my husband wow. and I have a truck camper, so we we get out. Uh, wow, RV wow, with, with the, the older older crew a good amount. Um, so I think that that's it. We just we love to get outside, explore the outdoors, um, and I would I would just want to spend more time doing that. Would you hop in your RV and live there full time? Yeah, yeah. We uh, we bought a truck camper. That's that is. Big enough that we could see see living out of it for for an extended amount of time with with that as a, a dream in our back pocket. For sure. Okay, I can yeah. totally see why you work as the director of sustainability because <laughs> you care about our planet. You want to be able to go out and visit it still, so that's awesome. It's yeah, it's it's such a beautiful. I mean, anytime I get outside, it it does really ground me in terms of why we do this work, and then also it's just that you know self to whatever stress I've got got going on. Are you the kind of person then who can survive without a, without a cell phone, without the internet? I do. I do like connection. I um, but I I would be happy for an extended period of time to 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 not have a device for sure. Yeah. I think that I want to. 
do that, but then I'm a little bit terrified of it. <laughs> At the yeah. same time, I'm like, I want to just disconnect, but then I'm like, huh. So, all right, last question. Are you professional clothes, casual clothes, or sweatpants kind of gal? Uh, I like to live in the full range. Um, I, I start start the day with some sweatpants and, and a hoodie. Um, but by now I, I do like to, to put on a shirt. Um, I love vintage clothes. And so getting to kind of dabble and express myself with that, uh, I like to, but I like to not, you know, feel like I have to. So this, uh, work from home is, is kind of perfect for me. Wow. So you're, you're doing the whole range in a single day. Yeah. Yeah. You're we, like, Hey, then, then we get the workout clothes in. So I, uh, I do produce a lot of laundry. Unfortunately, I was going to say a lot of laundry. It sounds like, Hey, that's awesome. Okay. Vina, we are going to be talking sustainability today. This is a topic that it's been really interesting to me because, um, over the last few months, you know, I do a lot of webinars. I meet a lot of people, talk to um, different people in our industry all the time. And it's a big question in people's mind. It's something that's coming up a lot. Um, just recently, actually, just in the last few days, last weeks, um, we here at Easy Post announced that we are doing a 100% carbon neutral shipping option, totally free. <laughs> so that is super exciting. And so I am really interested to hear um, from some of our partners, some of the other people in the industry, what is going on in your area. And, and really, again, for our small businesses who are here today, what they can do to kind of get things moving. So Let's first by just talking about who Sendel is, you know, what Sendel does, and then we're going to talk a little bit about sustainability. Yeah, absolutely. And first, that's so exciting. Um, it's so exciting. I've been so yeah. thrilled. So. Yeah. Um, and so Sendel, um, we do shipping for small businesses, as you mentioned. And since day one, we've we've um, been 100% carbon neutral. So we work with a, a network of carriers to kind of stitch that together. So it's a seamless experience for small businesses shipping where, you know, um, they're having just kind of a simple, simple process where they're, they're processing their orders as they would, but then their, their shipment might go through, um, a number of different regional carriers. Um, and we, since kind of day one, part of our ethos was we want to, um, do best we can for small businesses, but also for the planet and that there doesn't need to be a trade-off there. So we have offset hundred percent of the shipping, um, emissions. And so we're so excited. Yeah. To see more, more companies doing the same thing. Cause we've always seen it as, you know, we don't want to be the sustainable shipper and just kind of have a segment. We really want to be pushing for change for the whole industry. And so, seeing more and more companies, you know, follow similar practices or, or really work on reductions in their, their, um, shipping networks are, um, yeah, signs, signs that, that we're moving forward in a, in a good way. Yeah. It's awesome. It's companies like Sendel and many of you out there, shout out to you guys who are really kind of at the tip of the spear here for sustainability. You're great examples to everybody in the industry. What, what can you explain, um, about how maybe Sendel's approach to sustainability may be a little bit different or what is unique about Sendel and, and what you do for sustainability? Yeah, I think the most unique thing is it's it was from day one. So it was really embedded and and I, kind of a longer story, but before there was Sendel, there was another company that was really focused as an environmental solution. And um, it was like free cycle or buy nothing, but with a shipping component. And 
in the process of building that company, which was called TwoShare, um, that we ended up solving for a lot of the um, pain points that small businesses feel with shipping. So we were able to, you know, do better rates than than people were able to access through. This was in Australia where where Symbol started. So better rates than Australia Post. Um, we were able to pick up from people's homes, which was a big barrier. Um, and so in the process of of solving for those pain points of, you know, why should someone ship an item to a stranger to keep it from going to a landfill versus, you know, just kind of dumping it. Um, when we solve for those pain points, we also built this incredible shipping solution. So from the very beginning, it had this environmental ethos um, and one that was really innovating in terms of seeing what the what the breakdowns were and the current shipping network and and solving those. And it it created the perfect solution for for small businesses. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up small businesses. I invited you specifically to talk to our small businesses today because I know that Sendel has had a real focus and a, a real emphasis on helping small business. What do you feel like are maybe, especially around sustainability, what are some of the challenges small businesses face when it comes to sustainability? There, there are a lot. And I think a lot of that comes down to, well, there's some advantages too. So it's not, it's not okay. all um, problems, but I think a lot of it and the small businesses that we work with, you know, some of them are um, side hustle businesses even. So they're, they don't even have fully dedicated time of one person and then they're graduating to then, you know, being an, an, you know, moving from the living room to the garage and, and maybe being a solopreneur. Um, and oftentimes it is that just time cost uh, for, for entrepreneurs. And, and then same thing with shipping where small businesses are often paying, you know, two to three times more than big businesses and getting worse service. They're, they're facing that in every aspect of their business. So they're at the back of the line, in the manufacturing, they're at the bottom of the the priority list for the companies they're working with on advertising. So it really compounds across uh, a lot of aspects. And then I would say that ad, ad opportunities for small business is a lot of them are, you know, really like within the core of what they're doing, they're solving for something, right? So that's either some social breakdown, some environmental breakdown, and then even the challenges they face that creates more opportunity for solutions. So just one example of uh, a single customer called Wonderruff, who does um, sustainable uh, um, accessories and beds and stuff for dogs. They were at the back of their line for the manufacturer of getting some new sustainable materials. And so instead they, they pivoted to work with um, a local uh, textile company in their area and to use their discards. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes I feel like where there is a, a barrier for small businesses, those are the exact entrepreneurs finding some solutions. And, you know, a lot of our sustainability problems come from just not uh, kind of re-examining how systems are operating. And so if if uh, small businesses are able to do that and find some solutions, um, they really can Im embed that into the core of, of what they do. So it isn't a trade-off around being being sustainable or growing their business, those things really line up once you once you solve for um, some fundamental solutions with you know what your business does. I love that, and it's interesting because it kind of ties back into Sendel's original you know kind of ethos that you mentioned that it was about sustainability from day one. 
And so it kind of sounds like what you're saying is small businesses as well can build sustainability into their practices while you're small. And as they grow, then that's already there. Exactly. Like if you think of Wonder Rough, like they're, they're always going to have some aspect of that with their with their materials, right? That isn't, um, and they're going to be able to do that in an even larger scale of, of taking discarded textiles. So if you build it into what you do, I think that's, you know, the number one thing that small businesses can do. And that way it's not this like trade-off of this, this thing that we do on the side, that's kind of a nice to have. Um, and then Lori, the thing you mentioned that I loved about um, Easy Post starting to offer carbon neutral shipping, as you said, at no additional cost, like yes. that was really important from the beginning with, with Sendal was small businesses, they are facing challenges of their viability that, you know, it is uh, it, like those, we, we talked about where the, you know, you're facing a challenge in every aspect and it compounds right to the point where you're having a really hard time, you know, uh, guaranteeing the income that you need to, to, to push that business forward. Um, so we never wanted for it to be a choice for businesses where they're either, they can have a sustainable option, but it's going to cost more or they can do another option, but cost less. So we just built in carbon neutral shipping to all of our, all of our shipping and we're able to do it um, and still offer small businesses better rates. And so that shows, shows to me that, this change is possible at a wider scale yes. than the industry, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I was recently talking to just an actual friend. Yes, I have a friend. <laughs> Shout out to my friend. Um, no, who has started a business. And she was a little bit concerned because, like you said, solopreneur. She yeah. was like starting to get a little bit bigger. She'd been doing Etsy and she was expanding, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Yes. And she had somebody approach asking about sustainability initiatives. You know, people really are wanting sustainability. I was just reading a stat yesterday that 81% of people expect companies to be doing something for sustainability. But yes. she was like, I don't even know where to start. Again, as you were saying, resource short, you know, she does not have a director of sustainability yes. <laughs> like you, Vina. And so yes. um, how, how can small businesses balance cost yeah. with, um, this was the question she had for me, like how much money or what am I supposed to put in? I think the number one question, don't feel bad. We, I say, don't feel bad. I'm talking to our audience here. Yeah. I know we all love our, our, our planet and we don't want to destroy the planet, but also we love our business. <laughs> we yes. don't want to destroy our business. So yes. what recommendations do you have for small businesses in balancing cost with sustainability? Totally. And I think that's one thing that's just a little bit fundamentally, I think we've um, maybe sustainability as a field hasn't done a good job explaining or some, or just, you know, businesses are out there trying to capture that premium market. So mm -hmm. sustainability is presented as this more like elite or more expensive option. And, and sometimes, right, like there are things that, that cost more and, and, but oftentimes it isn't, you know, a lot of the sustainability solutions, especially that first tier of sustainability solutions are, uh, they're waste saving. So that's, that's, cost saving and carbon saving, like those things go. And so even can I ask just a second, Vina? So backing up, what, it, what are the tier one um, kind of things you're talking about? Waste saving, does that, what does that mean? I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of so a, a company's sustainability journey and there's okay. things that you're going to do right at the beginning. And that um, those things are uh, often efficiency style things where there is a cost saving and a carbon saving component. 
And then further along, as you get into that journey, you might be making some investments, right? Into new materials, into working with a different manufacturer, things like that, where there you, you might be making some investments. But by that point, your business is building to the point where you're going to be able to capitalize on a customer segment that's excited about that. You're going to be ha um, having some other kind of, you're, you're going to be lining up your growth because we, we talked about how what you do as a business is going to be aligned to, to sustainability. So you're going to be able to capture revenue related to that. But in the very beginning, it's like, I would be looking for cost setting, saving solutions that also have a sustainability component. So very simple ones are like right sizing packaging, right? Like if you're, if you're putting, putting like, uh, uh, you're paying for, you're not paying for any empty air. You're also not, um, uh, emitting more because that that truck is able to be packed more efficiently. And so there's there's so many places where there's a cost saving solution and a carbon solution um, that, that go together. And so I think the more that we can see sustainability as um, something that can help our business as a business advantage um, and not this, you know, premium cost or, or trade off. Um, and we're, we're going to be building in things that, that truly help our business grow and, and fund that long-term viability of our business. Okay. I love that. So step one is look for things yeah. that help both you save money yeah. and are sustainable. Like we often don't think about it as being sustainable, but I have completely gotten like giant packages so big and there's like a little can inside. <laughs> I'm like, while well, on Christmas, that's exciting for kids when you got a giant present wrapped up. Yeah, probably not as good for the environment or like you were saying, it's good for, you know, our small businesses. So right size packaging is a great simple thing you can do. Are there other ideas on this sort of tier that you can think of that they could do? Yeah. I mean, it depends what your business does, right? But any of that, just tapping into that thrift type mindset, right? Okay. So find your thr thrift friend and get them to come talk to you. <laughs> you know, and, and just really taking that perspective of what do we do and how can we eliminate waste? So I think that's, okay. that's the, so if that's within your manufacturing process, if that's things that you're doing to cut down on returns because returns is you're going to like take better videos of your products or things like that, you know, like mm. um, so that you're, you're communicating better with the, um, with the customer. So there aren't surprises. Um, anything that is, is, is a finding waste in your business, which is an intuitive thing for us, right? Like we see, and then it hurts as an entrepreneur where yes. you're like, Oh no, I have a, all of us returned to product and it took, it was so hard to, to even find those customers and connect with them. And 30% of the product is coming back. No, yes. you know, like, so um, I'd say, you know, adopting that thrift mindset is, um, is a way that you can, you can eliminate some of that trade-off um, and then, you know, shipping as, as a, a, a place to start, you know, depending on what you do, shipping can be, up to 30% of your carbon footprint. And so, yeah, working with a solution like Sendel, communicating to your customer that it's carbon neutral, maybe that is at this point, the only sustainable aspect of your product, but you know, it's a starting point in terms of, of telling your, your customer that you're, you're thinking about it and you're, you're making a choice uh, to support that. Yeah. Okay. You said two things that I want to touch on first returns. Absolutely. Like you said, Oh, it's like getting your child rejected sometimes, yes. <laughs> get sent back. Um, but I think I read a stat, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Again, you know everything. 
Um, that like 50% of returns end up in landfills. And so I think that people are aware that returns can be a huge waste. Uh, so I love the idea though, of kind of getting ahead of returns. So I thought that was a great idea. Everyone try to reduce the number of returns you get with video, with, you know, really good product descriptions, with comparisons, maybe sizing recommendations, if things are sizing big or small, but then yeah. also if you do get returns, whether you allow people to keep it, whether you donate, I know yes. somebody who donates stuff that gets yeah. returned. Um, and then yeah. the second piece I love, love, love that you said, Vina, was talking about sharing with your customers. That's an area I think small businesses forget a lot. They may be trying to do or are kind of even just a byproduct. They are doing some sustainable things. They are right size packaging. They are looking to do things with their returns. Um, or maybe they're working with their shipping where they are getting carbon neutral, but they don't share it with their customers. And um, that kind of will then take away from the, the people just don't know. So what recommendations do you have for sharing with customers? Yeah, this is, so I was talking to an entrepreneur just this morning and She's doing so many things like of that promote sustainability in her business. And she's not talking because it's just to her, it's just normal, right? Like it's just like she is eliminating waste in her business. And um her 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 business is um lunchbox for kids. And so she's like, I just take my parenting philosophy, and that's what my business philosophy is of just trying to do good and do the best I can. And so to her, it's not interesting <laughs> that they have. You know, a partnership to take back the silicone to this local organization. And, um, but no, people want to know and they want to know the specifics of it, you know? And I think that is um, as, you know, bizarre as some of the details can be, but just saying, you know, a um, hundred of the boxes that we're using, uh, I found at a reuse um, facility. And this is, you know, or just any of the, those type of things that share your person behind your business you're thinking about it and these, and they can be a part of your journey with you. The other thing that came up talking to this entrepreneur is she has, you know, the practices she's doing today and she has the vision of where she wants to get to. So she doesn't quite want to talk about where she is today because she sees this further out place where she wants to get, but people understand that. And especially if you say that in the context of I'm a small business, this is what I can do today this is where I would love to head, you know, like people will, will resonate with one, your honesty and two, that you have a vision, um, of, of growing and changing your business too. Yeah. Uh, I love that for our audience, our community out there who are small businesses, these are perfect opportunities on social media. I think, you know, get your camera, go out there. It, it can be your phone. We're not talking, go hire some videographer, take your phone. People are completely comfortable with, um, you using a regular phone show. Look, these are big boxes. These are small boxes, or look, this is where I'm getting recyclable packaging or, or sustainable packaging. Look, we're going to drop off these shirts that were donating that were returned all of those things. And then ask, I think, ask your, your own customers, what else can we do? Do you have other ideas? I'm a small business, but I am trying my best to make a difference in this world. And they are going to love that. They, they're not expecting you to, you know, invest $10 million in the latest, you know, technology tool. They understand you're a small business. Absolutely. And that relationship of being a small business to their life is they're in the same boat. They're they're trying their best. They're making some choices that they feel good about. They're making some that 
are, you know, are misaligned with their values in different aspects or, you know, and so communicating um, this, that same kind of sense of like, we're trying to improve and we can be gracious with where we're at. I think really um, that connects with people in their, in their personal sustainability journeys too. Cause there's, there's always, you know, some things that we're doing great and some, some gaps for us to be kind of shifting and, and working to change in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. And and like you said before, people absolutely will resonate with you as a person. You don't need to pretend that you're some giant organization with 10,000 employees. You, you are, they relate to the fact that you're a person behind that business. That's your advantage as a small business, right? It's your advantage. And then if we think too of like the power, if we flip that in terms of the power of consumers within this, this big conversation, right, is um, you know, e-commerce, it's, it's growing, it's not going back where it's right. We're going to be, um, adding like a hundred billion more packages in the next five years. So that, that trend is going, but then my power as a consumer is, is to support those small businesses and those small businesses that are innovating and trying their best. And so for me to know that, um, I'm making some difference, even if that's, you know, a few shirts that were donated to this organization, that is so important in terms of me understanding how I can play in this this economy and, and be a part of this change. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so let's say we're moving up a level. Maybe you've yeah. been doing some of these small things. We're going up. Maybe you're looking into sustainable packaging. We kind of touched on that briefly. Can you share what sustainable packaging is? Maybe where people could access it? How much more would they expect it would cost? Just kind of give us some info on that. Yeah, again, this is a place where uh, it doesn't necessarily need to cost more. And um, we, there there are some materials, right? Like if you have, uh, there are some that that, that do cost more, like, for, which is unfortunate, right? Like it's unfortunate yeah. that it's cheaper to buy styrofoam if you're co- cold shipping something versus this amazing new company that's a B Corp that's making these wool pouches that will, you know, there is, but there's a cost difference there. And that's yeah. such a bummer, right? And it's <laughs> like when the Twinkie is cheaper than the, you know, the salad I should get. Yeah, I got and it. That, and that's just where, right? Like we're we're fundamentally off in terms of uh, that cost of that styrofoam is enduring, right? To like society. <laughs> um, but the, the changes are there. Um, but oftentimes for small businesses, sometimes the most sustainable packaging that you can be doing is recycled paper or like heavy duty recycled paper. So just be, especially because um, the end of life is so strong. Like we have, there's, there's oftentimes good systems for um, recycling that in the, the end consumer's life. So it doesn't necessarily need to be something that sticks out to you as this fancy new material, things like, uh, like heavy duty uh, recycled paper, um, cardboard, but then you really want to think about, okay, one, that recycled materials went into that. <laughs> and then two, really communicate to your customer um, to recycle, like talk, think about the end use. Mm. Um, and if it is really a part of your brand, you could think about some more kind of fancier style things. You could think about um, a reusable um, uh, pouch, which even if they don't send it back to you, the fact that they have a sustainable mailer to send on to someone else. We at Sendle, we um, we do two sustainable package offerings just to help our customers with this transition to more sustainable materials. So we offer fully compostable mailers, uh, which are which break down 
um, all the way for home composting, which is so cool because it's like if you don't have access to municipal recycling, you have a, a place where you, some dirt you could stick that in probably. Um, and then uh, we also offer these um, mailers that are called plastics. They're really, really cool because they're made out of um, ocean-bound plastic pollution. It's still an amazing sustainability solution because that plastic that it's made from was going to be um, pollution in the ocean. And there, and, and it's the type of um, plastic that's hard to recycle. So it's like chip bags, things like that, that um, needed to go through this specialized recycling process. So things like that, where there's a, a solution either ahead of, of it, where, where, where something interesting happened to, to keep that resource cycling um, like the plastic mailers or where there's a good end of life, like the compostable mailers. Um, that's, that's where you want to tune into around the sustainability. Do but. they need to look at a specific place? Can, you know, I mean, how do they find these kind of materials? Where should they get that packaging? Yeah, we offer those two. And then, um, I, I wish that there was like a, <laughs> a, a real one-stop shop, <laughs> but otherwise I think that these are more normal materials in your life <laughs> than you're thinking about. And I think, um, even being open to, uh, the packages that are coming to you, uh, reusing those boxes and, and finding some other ways to incorporate your branding. So, um, I, I, we've seen some really cool, interesting things of, um, yeah, either, um, companies taking one route where they do really customized packaging and they're printing, you know, all of their things right on the box so that they don't have to include additional mm -hmm. mailers. Or you can take the other route where you're reusing um, packaging, but then you're incorporating uh, your own branding through stamps or other things that that help show that, you know, uh, that. But people will be forgiving around it being uh, a box that isn't like perfectly crisp, <laughs> you know, if, yes. as long as it shows that it still has that um, love and attention of a small business. Yes. I. So it's interesting. I liked how you said, to educate your customers about, mm -hmm. hey, you could recycle this, or this is recyclable material, so make sure that you're disposing of it the right way. That was yeah. something I hadn't thought about, but is a great way to kind of, again, show customers that you care and that you are working on this sustainability. Yeah. You know, can you just slap a sticker on there or something that says recyclable, or just give instructions like, don't forget to recycle this? Yeah, I see that on things. And then you, even one step further is you can encourage reuse. So something like with our mailers is it has two sticky tabs, right? So that it's, it's encouraging people to, you know, they receive it one time, but then it shows, yeah, cut here and then you reuse it. Um, ah. I've seen some really cool things of some companies, they send you um, it in a bag and then they're encouraging you to fill that bag and including a shipping label for you to donate your clothes or things like that. So you could even yes. you could think about the end of life of, you know, that material, material getting recycled, but you could even think about how could I keep this material cycling at a, at a higher use? Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's really smart. I love that idea. So community as well. I'd love to hear, you know, a lot of these ideas are just like you said, like, oh, just being smart about what we're doing with our waste and, and with the end product. So that's really cool. You mentioned briefly some of the packaging may be, you know, certified or whatnot. Um, that's another area that I get a lot of questions on, regulations, certifications. 
I, I would just love to hear your guesses. This is like Vina looking into the forecast of Magic Ball. Um, but our businesses, do you think that we're going to see stronger regulations coming down towards businesses? What, I, I, what I'm hearing from people are, do I need to like start doing stuff now so that I'm going to be meeting regulations in the future? Or do you think that I've got a while? Or how can I track what I'm doing? That kind of stuff. Yeah, there's definitely regulatory changes happening um, and globally, but then also within the U.S. Um, yes. Most of those regulatory changes are focused on large businesses, which okay. makes sense in terms of the design of the regulations where they're ha they have like really substantial reporting requirements and things that don't just don't quite fit for businesses. So while I, for me, for small businesses, the emphasis is less on meeting the regulatory requirements right. because those, uh, yeah, I think makes sense that they're focused on public companies or, or companies doing a certain revenue threshold. Um, but for small businesses, the it's more on this opportunity side, right? And so um, some certifications that I think are helping small businesses navigate the opportunity side. Um, I'm really passionate about the B Corp movement. I, before um, joining Sindel worked at, at B Lab, the nonprofit that certifies B Corporations. And during my time there, I saw one, the number of B Corps double from like 2,500 to 5,000. Um, and then I also saw full range of, you know, um, these solopreneurs that we're talking about to yeah. relatively substantial large companies um, certifying. And, and all those companies found some form of value from it. And so I think for small businesses, the value um, is really finding some framework that can help you with, with making these decisions and choices, and especially as your business is maturing. So um, some of the things that you're asked on the B Corp assessment, if you're a solopreneur, aren't going to be relevant. They're about your employee policies, things like that, but it'll give you this um, kind of direction as your business grows. Um, and then it'll also plug you into this amazing community of businesses that are game to collaborate. A lot of our strongest partnerships are with other B Corps because um, we're all working on, you know, the same, same yes. thing. Yeah. Uh, I would love to have a whole episode where we talked about B Corps, but um, another time, I'll, Nina, I'll another time. I'll come back for that and I'll bring um, some friends. Um, so, so my <laughs> answer for our friends here, if you are a solopreneur and you are thinking like, I don't even know if I want to get that big. I love what I'm doing right now. Um, this and that, yes. you're probably pretty safe from regulations. If you're like, I am going to be the next like giant corporation, yeah. start building things in, I think now, knowing yeah. that eventually you got this, you're going to be there. Um, does that, is that similar if you're shipping internationally? Does that come into play at all? Yeah. And there are different, um, specifically even on the sustainability pieces, there are. Um, so uh, Europe is out ahead in some of these things and has um, some, some more specific, especially around making sustainability claims. Um, there's There's been some movement there. Um, and so I think uh, the the things that we've already talked about around being like really specific to what your actual, what your, your, your practices are, if you're doing those kinds of things of, um, just really clearly communicating what uh, what value and what what materials are going into your product, things like that. Then um, you those those regulations are designed to catch people who are um, oftentimes uh, 
companies that are like intentionally engaging in this game yeah. of, of trying to present as more sustainable than they are. So um, I think small businesses, if you're doing the right thing, <laughs> you're trying to grow your business, you're communicating honestly about what you're up to, um, you'll be you'll be fine. Perfect. So small businesses for you, the sustainability movement is a lot more about you know, saving the planet, helping the planet, as well as um, attracting customers and making sure that you're doing your part and, and sharing it. That's one thing, I, again, you and I talked about this, but please, please, please share the sustainability initiatives you're taking. Um, I know with this cool new thing that EasyPost is doing, and of course, with I'm sure what Sandal's doing, you know, you can go in and you can download a badge to show that you've got carbon neutral shipping. You can even, because we track all your data in terms of how much shipment's yeah. gone out, you can put that data on your website. Is that yeah. similar for you? Yeah, exactly. We have um, labels for our customers to use. Perfect. And, and I do see that as a big part of the solution, mm -hmm. right? Is um, a lot of folks, they're starting to tune into like product level sustainability. You know, is it organic? Is it fair trade? Things like that. But the shipping component, people aren't necessarily thinking about, you know, um, they might view the cardboard kind of piling up and know that there's maybe something going on there. But yes. um the carbon side is a little bit more of a mystery to people. And so mm -hmm. to communicate like, um, one, this is something that we've addressed as a business uh, just by using these services. Um, I think it is, is a huge advantage for, for customer, for small businesses, even if they don't necessarily view themselves as a sustainable business, tell your customers that you're doing it. Cause some, some do care and some yes. um, yeah, want, want to, to know those specifics about what you're up to. Yeah, 64% of customers say that they would pay more yeah. to go with a company that's doing something sustainable. So just please make sure you're sharing it. Look at partners like Sendel, like EasyPost, like any of your other you know, vendors you may be working with. Find out what they're doing in terms of sustainability because these slightly bigger companies may be having offerings like these that don't cost you any money, but you can share like, oh, I'm using this sustainable company. Exactly. I think that is 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 huge just to look at what you're currently doing communicate about it and then look at that just next you know if i were to do a, make a few tweaks to my business what 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 could those be um and to share about that you know as you make those changes um yeah people want to know perfect vina you have been so great today we're going to close up but i want you to tell us before we go what is one maybe two things that people they're done listening today what should they go do as a small business? What is their next step in terms of kind of taking their sustainability game just to the next level of wherever they are? What's your suggestions? Yeah, well, first, I mean, um, I, and I, I didn't mention that much before that I just love small businesses. At heart, I'm an entrepreneur. That's that's how I view of like, I wanna be a part of this change in terms of building the types of businesses that, you know, uh, meet customers like needs. And, and also I really understand the struggle it is of being, you're doing everything, you know, your, your customer service, your manufacturing, your, and so um, first I'll just communicate a little bit of grace towards if you're not as far along, or this hasn't been as much of a priority as, as you'd like, that's okay. And like what we've talked about, look at what you're already doing. Um, see if there's anything that you didn't view as sustainable, but, but is, um, and then, you know, definitely at Sendle, we love working with small businesses. That's that's our heart. And, you know, and what we really 
um, view our purpose as leveling the playing field for small business. So that's through rates, that's through service um, and, and ease of, of using our tools. And so we would love, yeah, check out Sendle if you're not familiar would be the next action. And then my last one, which is a kind of a bigger, bigger ask is to look at your business. What do you do? And is there anything within the core of your business model that could be helping address some environmental or social issues? So uh, that might be through the materials, the customers you serve. Because if you really look at the core of what you do and bring some aspect to sustainability, then as you grow as a business, it isn't going to be this trade-off around being green or or your business. Make it really embedded into what you do. And, and this will be a path. And it's, as you mentioned, the stats, Lori, it's a growing path. More and more customers are are expecting this. Some of them are willing to pay more. And it really is just you know the future of, of you connecting with your customers and growing your business. So if you can build that in, then um, yeah, you're, you're, you're on a good path for, for the future of what you're doing. That's awesome. Thank you, Vina. Where, if our, if our community wants to reach out to you, are you on LinkedIn? How can they uh, follow you? Yeah, I am. And then also Sendle is, is active on all those platforms. So uh, definitely, definitely check them out. Uh, Sendle.com, Instagram, we're at Sendle. And then yeah, um, on LinkedIn, it's at Sendle and, and I'm there too. If you, if you have any kind of specific questions that, that you'd love to connect on. That's awesome. So everybody reach out. I'll include that, that contact info in our media, in our notes in the bottom. And just thank you so much for being here. Small businesses, you guys got this. Take it one step at a time. I say one step every time, because when you try to do 27, you'll end up doing zero. So pick one thing, get out there and we can all be a little better, but Thank you so much. And thank you for joining us, everybody. And we will see you next time on Unboxing Logistics. Thank you so much, Lori.